I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. The School of Education with 100% online master's or specialist degrees in fields like teaching, leadership, higher education, and more. More information at rebelteacher.com. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Tuesday, March 19th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, Mississippi kicks off presidential campaign season with its first Democratic visitor. We'll hear from Senator Elizabeth Warren. Also, learn about a new clinic to help rape and abuse victims gather the evidence they need to press charges. Plus, a conversation from our Mississippi StoryCorps collection. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren is touring the South as part of her run for the Democratic nomination for president. Her Mississippi stops included morning walking tours in Cleveland and Greenville and a nationally televised event last night at Jackson State University. Trying to set herself apart from a crowded field of Democratic candidates, Senator Warren told reporters in Greenville about her hope to create affordable housing. One reporter asked about the shotgun houses they were passing while walking through the small delta town. Uh, I know what shotgun houses are. We didn't live in one, but I grew up in a part of the country that also had them. I feel like growing up in Oklahoma is the reminder that not all of America is the same. There's a lot of variation in this country and a lot of parts of this country where people work hard, they play by the rules, and they don't get a lot of attention. But their needs matter, and they should matter to our government. We need a government that isn't just working for rich folks and for folks with fancy connections. We need a government that works for all of America. And coming from Oklahoma, I feel a real part of that. Housing is expensive. Warren talks about how she plans to pay for her proposal. I start out with this bill fully paid for. Um, what I ask for in this particular bill is that the same families that would have been covered by an estate tax under the George W. Bush administration would once again be covered. These are about the 17,000 richest families in America to pay a progressive estate tax. And if they did, we'd be able to build more than 3 million housing units all across this country, including much needed housing units right here in Greenville. You know, My view is, 
In a democracy, we need a government that doesn't just work for those who are already rich. We need a government that says, you're rich, good for you. But pitch just a little back in the kitty so everybody else gets a chance. And that's what this housing bill is all about. Just a little fairness for the rest of the folks so they get a chance to have some decent housing and to build a real life. Standing with Mayor Eric Simmons, Senator Warren says it's important for her to visit small communities like Greenville. I'm running to be president of all of America, and this is an important part of all of America. I want to get out and talk to people across this country about who our government works for. Right now, it's working for the rich and the powerful. I want a government that works for everyone else, and that's why I'm here with the mayor. The mayor is delivering every single day, and he could use a little help from Washington. That's right, and this bill will create hope in what we try to do in mayor's offices across the country. It's create hope for the folks that we represent, you know, whether it's a single mother who has a child who has some special need or whether it's an elderly person. Everyone deserves safe and affordable housing. And for those folks who think that it's not going to help their bottom line, well, to the rich and powerful, it will help your bottom line. When you make and provide opportunities to the least of us, it's a vicious cycle. Everyone is value-added in America, and everyone should feel that way. And this bill does that, and I thank you, Senator. Elizabeth Warren also appeared last night at a highly choreographed town hall televised by CNN. The event was held on the campus of Jackson State University. Dr. Samuel Jones is a physician who oversees student health at JSU. He tells MPB's Desiree Frazier he's pleased to have Warren visiting his campus. Well, it's always good to hear the positions of uh, leading candidates in the nation, and we're always proud to have them to visit our campus. Uh, it gives uh, our staff and students an opportunity to think about the issues that affect us most, particularly in health care. So we're just happy when, uh, when uh, people who, and the, the leading news media come to talk to us, and we we're very happy. She was in Cleveland, and uh, I believe it was Greenwood earlier today, or Greenville. Um, what are your thoughts about her uh, spending some time in Mississippi? Well, I think if a candidate wants to be a national make a national uh, impact, then one has to start at the grassroots. And I think Mississippi is definitely the grassroots. and We don't feel excluded. So I think any candidate who wants to ascend to the highest level in the nation need to start at the lowest level, which uh, I wouldn't say that Mississippi is at the lowest, but certainly uh, long neglected. Uh, and some sometimes we feel that our ideals are not uh, represented, And so we are happy that any of the candidates would uh, think of, uh, enough of us to, to visit us. What would you like to hear from her? Or what would it take to impress you? I always look for the magic, some magic word. But, of course, uh, I'm a little biased. Uh, I'm always interested in her positions on health care and, of course, and how she might uh, uh, how she might plan to make most health care available for most people. That's uh, kind of, uh, uh, but uh, all of the issues, I'm sure, are important. 
Dr. Samuel Jones of Jackson State University. Kyla Cole is a political science student at Millsaps College in Jackson. She tells our Desiree Frazier it's hard to closely follow the Democratic primary since there are so many candidates. I haven't been following, but I have been following up on some some different things, but I haven't been just following really closely because there's so many Democratic candidates. What does it mean to have Elizabeth Warren come to Mississippi where you go to school? I believe... It means that she really has a stake in Mississippi where she actually feels like there needs to be a change here because we always talk about different things that need to change here in the South. So I feel like she actually has a passion for helping us out. So I think it'll be nice. What do you want to hear from her? What can she do to help Mississippi out? Uh, One of my questions that I sent in on the website was about educational reform, public educational reform to be specific, because I went to a public high school before I came to Millsaps College. And so I just want to know her her take on um, educational reform and how she feels she can help Mississippi. Are there any specific issues that you're looking to hear about that would say, yeah, this is someone that I could get behind and my friends could too? Um, definitely the state testing and the resources because I know a lot of lower schools like the high school I came from, basically they don't get enough resources. So when they come out with these tests, we don't have the necessary things to like prepare ourselves. So that's a main thing, resources and state testing. And what school did you go to? Amanda Elsey High School, Greenwood, Mississippi. Where is that? Greenwood, Mississippi. Okay, and what year are you and what are you studying? First year, and I'm studying political, sci- political science and education. Well, this is right up your alley. Yes, ma'am. It's an exciting evening. Yes, it's really exciting because this will be my first time meeting with a presidential candidate, and this will be my first time voting in a presidential election. So I am really excited about this and to learn, learn more about her, especially since she's a female. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel really empowered because I know a lot of females are stepping up to the plate when it comes to these powerful positions. So it really makes me feel good to know that another female is coming forth to see what she can bring to the table. So, you know, empowered. Kyla Cole is a student at Millsaps College. Elizabeth Warren received some criticism from politicians, media outlets, and others over limited access to last night's town hall event. Tickets were not available to the general public through the same means as her other campaign events, and media were not allowed to cover the event from inside the facility. On social media, Republican Governor Phil Bryant was critical, calling the event a so-called town hall. He says it's a, quote, typical liberal way of stopping free speech. Republican Lieutenant Governor Tate Reeves points to Warren's stances on gun control. Reeves posted on social media, quote, what will she say when we refuse to hand over our firearms? Coming up, learn about a new clinic to help rape and abuse victims gather the evidence they need to press charges. That's after a Mississippi StoryCorps. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Easter is so late this year, which means you'll have lots of time between now and April 21st because of what you're giving up for Lent. All that chocolate you're not eating and hooch you're not drinking and tweets you're not sending. Time to try something new, like check out some live music or take a cooking class or go ice skating. Yes, ice skating in Mississippi through Easter. All on the MPB events calendar at mpbonline.org because it's not about what you're giving up. It's about what you're getting in place of it at MPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission. Pearl 
Burke was 98 years old when she visited a StoryCorps booth during the mobile tour stop in Mississippi. She shared several stories with her daughter Sheila, including this anecdote. Pearl was about to study geology and engineering in college in the years before World War II. She says her first job was taking care of a geological museum exhibit, for which she was paid 39 cents an hour. I made up my mind. I was going to be a geologist, and I was going to study engineering. And uh, so my professor decided, well, they'd give me a little help. And so they gave me a a job, but keeping up the, um, you'd call it a museum, but it was just a collection of uh, evidence that the glacier, how many years ago, maybe a couple thousand years ago, had passed through that area, and the evidence was everywhere around. Right. So they gave me a job uh, in a, a laboratory and to keep up the exhibits, and that was not a very hard job because all I had to do was check on the exhibits and make sure they were properly labeled. And for that, I think I got 39 cents an hour for working. Wow. Well, you know, you told me, too, that a job you really liked, you got a job as a waitress at Howard Johnson's. Oh, in the summertime... I worked in my hometown, and uh, I worked a job that I got was a waitress in the second restaurant that Howard Johnson had opened, and that was just in South Nashville. And you met the real Howard Johnson, right? He would come around in his car? Howard Johnson had (laughs) very little money himself. And so he had a touring car, and he brought his kids with him. Uh And they advertised that they liked their daddy's ice cream. You graduated from college. In, in 1939. Right. And that's right before the Second World War mm-hmm. began. Yeah. Virtually everyone, all the men in your class, went to war. Most of the uh-huh. boys were in ROTC. Right. And they went off to war. Right. And you got a job at the Watertown Arsenal? <laughs> well, they were advertising showing pictures on the screens that said, we want you, Uh and they would show a picture of Uncle Sam and a woman. Well, where did you meet my father? Well, I was living in a 
house at Harvard Square, and his roommate said that his girlfriend had a girlfriend who just didn't have a boyfriend and didn't go out, and so your father thought he couldn't lose anything by seeing that girlfriend, so he agreed, well, he would go out on a blind date. And so that's how I met your father. Right. You know, I love the story that you tell, that when my father said, well, I'm going to get my orders, and if I get orders to go to the Pacific, Pacific. we will not get married. Yeah. And then you all went together for him to get his orders. And and he he got his orders, Mm -hmm. and he came back and looked at me, and he said, it's the Pacific Well, let's get married just the same. To hear more of our conversations from the StoryCorps mobile tour, go to mpbonline.org. The StoryCorps mobile tour visited Mississippi through a partnership with the Mississippi Humanities Council, the MPB Foundation, and Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The story of Mississippi's own Marty Stewart is one of the many tales that can be found in Ken Burns' newest documentary, Country Music. Before its premiere later this year, you are invited to a special preview screening in Philadelphia with Marty himself. Join us at the Ellis Theater on March 28th for this special preview screening ahead of the premiere of Country Music on MPB TV. For more information about the preview screening, visit Ardenland.net. This is MVP Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Victims of sexual assault and other forms of violence in Mississippi now have another place to receive care and gather evidence. The bridge is being called a community forensic clinic. It will be a free resource for victims of sexual assault, domestic violence, and human trafficking. The clinic is part of the Center for Violence Prevention, which already runs a main domestic violence recovery center and a human trafficking center called The Tower. Mike Byers is board chair for the Center for Violence Prevention. He spoke to supporters and media about the need for a clinic like The Bridge. The Bridge is a community forensic clinic for victims of sexual assault, domestic violence, or human trafficking. With as many as one in five women and one in 71 men experiencing sexual assault at some point in their lives, the impact on survivors emotionally and the impact on our economy is enormous. The vast majority of sexual assault survivors experience post-traumatic stress disorder and other health issues. And the cost to the U.S. economy has been estimated to be as much as $127 billion. The bridge is an important step in dealing with these issues here in Mississippi. Sandy Middleton is executive director of the Center for Violence Prevention. Out of every thousand rapes, 995 perpetrators will walk free. Only 230 will be reported to the police. 46 of those reports will lead to an arrest. 
Nine cases will, will be referred to prosecutors. Five cases will lead to a felony conviction, and 4.6 rapists will be incarcerated. And that's out of how many? 1,000. After the ceremony, Sandy Middleton spoke with MPB's Jasmine Ellis. Middleton talks about the bridge and how she hopes it will make a difference in Mississippi. Uh, the bridge is a community forensic clinic for victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, and human trafficking, also strangulation. And what we want to do is to be able to meet a victim in their greatest time of need. Uh, we feel like that's going to empower a victim to you know, to get the help they need when it comes to follow-up and support services. And we also believe that that will, in itself... Uh, help in prosecution of these crimes. While the bridge and the center have nothing to do with prosecution, we certainly partner with law enforcement and and prosecutors and say we want to see the bad guys go to jail too. So, you know, we believe that uh, due to the lack of prosecutions that we're seeing here in our state, that this can't do anything but help. And how will this center benefit victims that you bring here? Well, the bridge is where they can come for forensic services. Um, They can be tested for STDs, pregnancy, you know, different things that may happen during a sexual assault or a rape. Uh, They can get that medical attention, that emergent medical attention. Um, They also can get treatment if they need it for STDs. So, um, and then we can also provide uh, screening and, and referrals to other long-term medical treatments if needed. So it's it's an emergent place. It's, it's, place. it's a place where people go for emergent care, but we certainly, with the center, are able to follow these cases and these, these victims for whatever time they need us to. And what will you do with the information that you collect from, from the victims? Well, that's completely up to them. If they want their, if they choose not to move forward with, with cooperating with law enforcement or or doing anything different with their case, then we do nothing. We only do what the client wishes for us to do. So everything here is confidential and free of charge. Thank you so much, Ms. Sandy Middleton. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming. Dean Scott is chief of police in Pearl, where the bridge is located. He says it will be a vital resource for law enforcement working to stop domestic violence. Well, it's here. It's in my town. Uh, I call it my town. I've I've, I've been a resident here for 25 years and uh, currently hold the office of police chief, and and we hold it. And this is something that that I hold near and dear to my heart. Uh, Previously as an investigator uh, working violent crime in Hines County, uh, when I got first in, involved with uh, Ms. Middleton's project with the Center for Violence Prevention, uh, working human trafficking and, and, and all the, the vices that come with that. Uh, and since uh, being promoted and, and become the Chief of Pearl, uh, all this is kind of under my umbrella. So I feel that it is uh, my duty to the community, to Ms. Middleton and, and everything that it represents to uh, give her the everything within my power to support her endeavors and what she does, and, and we're proud of it. I've got, uh, we work closely with, with her uh, facilities. I uh, have a detective that, that uh, I can't say work, works exclusively, but he spends a lot of time uh, with the crimes and all that, that they help support. And how will your how will the Pearl Police Department be supporting the bridge and their efforts? 
the bridge, well, uh, this is just an extension of, of what Ms. Middleton's already been doing uh, with the Center for Violence Prevention, the tower, and now the bridge. Uh, we will be utilizing these facilities as we already have. This is, I guess you'd call it the grand opening, but it's been here for a little bit, and uh, we've been able to uh, use and facilitate the uh, soft interview room as part of the tour, and it, it just helps. It gives uh, vic- these victims of these specific crimes, it gives them lowers their anxiety, lowers their, their fear, and they're not put on such a, uh, in a spotlight on a spectacle. Uh, and it's just, it's just a much more secure feeling for them, which helps us in, in gaining information and, and getting, getting what we need to uh, pursue the suspects in the crime. Well, I was getting ready to ask you, what will you be doing exactly with the information that you're given? It's, it's like any other crime. We will uh, uh, pursue it to the best of our abilities uh, and, 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 being respectful and, and dealing with it, uh, this isn't anything new that that we we're having to learn. It's something that we do and have done, and it, we just have a facility now, another tool in our tool belt or our toolbox that can help us uh, get to the end game as far as making an arrest and and identifying folks. Chief Scott, thank you so much for speaking with me. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Happy to. Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for a full slate of Mississippi-based programs all morning long. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's Money Talks. Then at 10 o'clock, it's In Legal Terms. And at 11, stay tuned for Relatively Speaking from Southern Remedy. Did you miss part of the show today? Find past episodes of this and other Think Radio programs online by visiting mpbonline.org. You can also download the MPB Public Media app from the Apple or Google Play stores, or you can subscribe to Mississippi Edition in your favorite podcasting app. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again tomorrow morning at 8.30 for the next Mississippi Edition, only on MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from the University of Mississippi School of Education with 100% online master's or specialist degrees in fields like teaching, leadership, higher education, and more. More information at rebelteacher.com.